101FM management wish to advise that the opinions and comments stated on this program are not to be considered as endorsed by Radio Logan Incorporated. We're Logan Cities. 101FM. The following business program is general in nature and is provided as entertainment. It should not be considered advice. Business Tribe, tribe. welcome back to your home for business on the FM dial. Monday night is business night, and it's time for the Business 101 Show. Broadcasting live from Logan's 101 FM studios in Logan Central. Here are your hosts, Business Coach Nikki, Digital Coach Carrie, and Logan's own Mal West. A very good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Business 101 show for this Monday night. <laughs> We're uh, transporting right across across the globe as we speak. Uh, welcome to Coach Nicky all the way from the Philippines. G'day, Mal. Hi, Kerry. G'day, Tribe. Yes, we are indeed a global business show coming to you live from a balmy 36 degrees in the Philippines tonight. He's, he's rubbing it in, isn't he? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in studio in my <laughs> I heard eight degrees arts. on the news cross, hey? Eight degrees. It's going to be cold oh, tonight. Yeah. Rug up. Kerry, you're actually wearing some designer warmth clothing yes, I can I, see tonight. Yeah, look, it's my going out Ugg boots. and No my, such thing. <laughs> there is such a thing. And then I'm also wearing my jumper from the Beanley Tennis Centre. So doing a bit of, bit of promotion there of a Logan business. So there you go. She does I thought it was in honour of the Maroons campaign because you're wearing the Maroons colour and, of course, Mal's wearing his blue shirt as usual. <laughs> of course, of course, more so uh, as we head towards State of Origin. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday night. Everyone pumped up for that, Tribe? Do you, you pumped up for the State of Origin? I think it doesn't matter if you're a hardcore league follower or not. There's something special about State of Origin so you can really stick it to the other side when your team wins, right? And, of course, uh, it is a, an opportunity for local businesses to have the State of Origin. I know there's restaurants that have um, had the State of Origin. Uh, the uh, Logan Village RSL, they've got a function, and they've got hot dogs and dirty, dirty fries is the New South Wales food, and hot dog <laughs> gourmet hot dogs uh, is the Queensland one. I'm going scratching my head. Dirty fries, mmm. <laughs> having having a little bit of a crack, but again, um, whether it's an RSL club, local pub, uh, clubs as well, they're all got uh, state of origin uh, opportunities for people to get out and enjoy in a, in a, a club atmosphere too. You know. Yeah, and it's a perfect opportunity to your staff to dress up and have a bit of fun while they're at work. Well, same with your window. I mean, you can, it's in business. It's actually something that you can do out of nothing. So you can just create the us versus them, or if you're a mad maroon supporter, deck out your business because you, you know get all the maroon supporters that loving it. Um, I saw the local bottle had actually stacked their pallets and they'd written QLD and NSW in alternate um, beer cartons. One amongst, obviously, the gold, one's amongst the twoies blue. So it's like you, you can get really clever and you can create something out of nothing and don't let that opportunity go to waste because people do feel strongly about supporting their team. Mm. And any business, you know, a baker, a mechanic, anyone can get involved and it actually gives you some social mileage for your content. I remember going back a few years now, uh, this is up in, in Rockhampton, State of Origin time, where we had, used to have a thing, a 60-minute uh, challenge for in the breakfast program. And what we had was um, a Queenslander decked out in New South Wales uh, gear, all in blue, in the middle of Rockhampton. Uh, had to get 100 signatures in an hour uh, telling us that Wally Lewis was a loser. 
Good luck with that. Well, I don't I don't think she got them, but anyway, she got the prizes as well. She was a great sport. So it's amazing what uh, things you can come up with around State of Origin when it comes to promoting your, your business and also your local areas. Well, it's about being positive, isn't it? And on that note, let's go into positive affirmation. What are we feeling positive about tonight? I'm going to kick off first. Uh, you've been five weeks in the making, but my dad's back home. So, uh, yeah, two weeks of COVID and two weeks of uh, in the cardiac ward because it knocked his heart around um, as, a, as a buy, not product, but uh, you know, association with it. And then uh, a week of rehab and he, he picked himself up and uh, it went from getting the call come in to five weeks later um, back at home. And, of course, uh, the rest of the family, my mum in particular, uh, yeah, is very, very pleased. So... I'm grateful for that, grateful for the Wesley Hospital and the staff that are associated and helped. So thank you. Thank you so much. For me, I'm grateful for family. I actually spent the weekend and caught up with every single member of my family over Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. So I really utilised my time and, uh, yeah, caught up with everybody. You've either got a very small family or they live close. No, I actually I went all the way down to Kira to see one lot, see my, my family. And then uh, we had a get-together for my twin niece's birthday on Sunday. So it was great to be able to catch up with everybody. So very grateful for family. I'm very lucky. I think that's a secret for work-life balance, you know, because my positive affirmation, I, I do this exercise every meeting I have. And this morning in the Philippines office, we did it with our team. And every single positive affirmation this morning was about them getting away this weekend and seeing parents. Um, one of the fellows went and had lunch with his uh, deceased grandfather at the cemetery, which is quite normal here in the Philippines, to honour uh, the, the elders that have passed. And they all talked about the joy of being around family. And one of our other um, fellows, he said he hadn't been together and had a meal with his whole family for a few months. And they did that. And they were just radiating and smiling when they talked about it. And Kerry, you're mm. looking radiant tonight and really relaxed and smiling. Mel was smiling from ear to ear talking about Dad. I think we've nailed it. I think if you spend time with your family and friends, you will be a happier human. It's as simple as that. And, of course, the weekend was sunny. There was <laughs> that oh, was blue beautiful. stuff. Oh, see, the blues, that's a sign for the for <laughs> Wednesday. That blue <laughs> stuff in the sky. Uh, what, what, what was that? <laughs> it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yes, some sunshine. And, and of course, if people want to get in touch with us, uh, they can get in touch um, by giving us a call, 3808 um, 8101, or message us via Facebook uh, at uh, Business 101 Show. We love it when you guys send us messages over Facebook, so make the effort. Yeah, it's good. Now, but when we come back from the break, I've got the viral video that's actually gone gangbusters from the Queen's Jubilee. And Kerry, you're going to play it for people when we come back from the break, yeah? Yeah, hopefully technology works for me. You're listening awesome. to the Business 101 show this Monday evening. Sam. And Sam. And we're from Right at Home. You're listening to the Business 101 show with Coach Nikki, Kerry and Mel. On your local radio station, Logan's 101 FM. We've got the viral video coming up of uh, the Queen's Jubilee celebration, Kerry. You're going to pay, play that for people soon. But I just wanted to touch on the show we did last week, Don't Fear Change. Remember that one? That was only last week. Um, let's revisit that because we at Flower Hub changed up our entire operating schedule this week. We stopped picking and packing on Sundays, which was our biggest market day for Monday. And I actually had a chat with some of our team members today just to see how was it for them to have a Sunday off and 
did it make any difference? Did they just Netflix and chill? What did they do? Every single one of our people actually made an effort. They went to the beach, they went camping, and they were just beaming from ear to ear today. So isn't that funny? The business owners, we fear change from a point of what am I going to lose? But remember we said, well, think about what you're going to gain. And what I've gained is ridiculously happy people that were pumped up and funny. And they even did a stupid TikTok video today off their own bat. So there you go. So don't fear change from last week. It was good, right? Yeah, you'll, I mean, you'll probably find the productivity goes up as well. Yeah, you'd think so. There should be some, some of those benefits that you get a kick on. So mm-hmm. if you're thinking about changing up in your business tribe, make sure that you don't stop yourself from doing it just because you have fear. Now, remember, I was committed to the change, but I still had fear yesterday. I was still watching chat and things uh, from over here on my phone while seeing in line at the grocery store going, I wonder what my customers are going to say if, if people weren't aware of it. So... I think it's okay to be naturally nervous about something, but I was fully committed to the cause and I was all in. So that was that was good. So don't fear change. I, I quite liked that topic from last week because it's two shows on change. But look, speaking of change, I mean, hopefully there's no change soon. The Queen, 70 years on the throne. Uh, God save the Queen. Um, she's an impressive lady. And I don't know how you guys feel about the whole royalist monarchist thing, but I am a, a proud royalist and I love the idea of having some continuity in history. Mel, you'd be a royalist, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Me um, too. Yeah. It's, it's, I love it. I don't know. We're, we're, it doesn't matter where it is. So we, we're always, well, people are always in a rush to get rid of our history, our, our past. And uh, I know um, a lot of our history, Australian history, isn't taught as much as it used to be. Uh, when That's we right. were, yeah, when we were younger, and it's hard to know where you're going if you don't know where you've been. That's just me. No, I was waving yep. the Australian flag on the side of the road in 1980 when she came through my neighbourhood. Good on you. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan. Why wouldn't you? Big band. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, look, we've got a grab of the viral video that's uh, doing the, going around the globe at the moment. And now this is available on YouTube. I've put the link on our Facebook page. But Kerry, just want to press play because it's actually the Queen having a chat with Paddington Bear. Perhaps you would like a marmalade sandwich. I always keep one for emergencies. So do I. I keep mine in here. Oh. For later. The party is about to start, Your Majesty. Happy Jubilee, ma'am. And thank you for everything. That's very kind. Very clever. Very clever. Thank you for everything. Just the yeah. way that Paddington said it. Got me in a cheerjerker, guys. I tell you what, I've watched that about 10 times. It got me every time. Yeah. How yeah. good was that? So good. <laughs> Love of course, it. you did the um, James Bond uh, intro for the, uh, was it the Olympics? It was. It was the Olympics in London. And of course, the Queen's not shy to actually promote her brand and to also have some good fun tongue-in-cheek for the people. So... Uh, that's why I love this lady. It's um, she does seem to be attached and in tune with uh, what we the people need from her, right? So, how lovely was that? Of course, watched all the celebrations. Um, I, I, yeah, 
there's a lot of talk. I mean, the, the Assistant Minister for the Republic was appointed in our government this week, which had to be because the new government appointments were out. But I think there's a lot of people that don't mind a bit of royalism uh, you know, as part of our history and where it goes, who knows? Maybe it'll be a referendum one day. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, that's it. So that I just thought we'd bring you that. Um, that's not a bad little thing. There's a lot of broad news going around, Kerry, at the moment um, about what our government's up to and, of course, going to the G20 and sitting down with uh, the Russian president. How would you stomach that? Like in business, if, you, if someone's being a bully and uh, really pushing their own agenda could you actually have the forethought to actually and the resolve to sit down with them like will we will we achieve more by sitting down with those we necessarily don't like and despise and try and have a conversation or do you just you know turn your nose up and uh don't go there it's all part of i'm gonna have a chat about cancel culture and woke and wokeism after this but what would you do would you just cancel and don't go or would you face him and and have a chat How no, would you, approach it? you know me communication all the way i'd love to have that conversation oh <laughs> Wow. What about you, Mel? How, what would you do? Well, the decision is not um, my personal decision for me. It's all about on who I'm representing, and yeah, if it's correct. in the it's if it's in the betterment of, of Australia, the people, uh, of course, that elected the government. Uh, you know, a personal opinion it doesn't really, I see, applicable. You've got to um, be a representation of uh, the people of Australia. Yeah, that's right. So, so you've got to rise above it and actually promote your cause and further your cause which is what i, I keep saying uh, it, it, you know whether it doesn't matter which political party is in there still has to be respect for the office of the pm yeah, the premier the governor you know the key the key peop, the people within uh, the organizations the governments uh, you know whether you like them or not whether you voted for them or not they are still the Prime Minister of our nation and therefore there is an element of respect that is due to them. That's right. That's just me. Along those, no, I totally agree. And along those sort of lines about, you know, wokeism, woke and cancel culture, let me ask you this, Kerry, I'll ask a question for you and Tribe, see if you know at home. What does the term woke mean? What does it mean for you, Kerry? I have absolutely no idea. I don't, <laughs> don't yeah, even know, I don't even I know the word. I've heard the word. That's why I brought it up. That's why I brought I it up. I have no idea what it means. it's used so much, right? Yeah. It's used every day. We hear it every day thrown around. Mel, have you got any idea on what woke or wokeism means? Uh, I woke up this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does <laughs> mean that. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> but I, mate, look, I Googled it I'm, and I'm, I had a look around. Yeah. And it was used first in 1948... And uh, this is according to Merriam-Webster, of course. And it was aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues, especially issues of racial and social justice. So an example, you know, you always get an example when, they, when you look something up. But we will only succeed if we reject the growing pressure to retreat into cynicism and hopelessness. We have a moral obligation to stay woke, take a stand and be active, challenging injustices and racism in our communities and fighting hatred and discrimination wherever it rises. Now, that was Barbara Lee back in 1948, so obviously talking about taking a stand against racism and the social inequalities of the time. Now, if you look at Wikipedia's meaning, it's sort of the same as well. It says alert to racial prejudice and discrimination, and it says it originated in the African-American vernacular. So there seems to be some commonality, and they agree on who first used it. And the broad summation of that is that it's a pejorative, which means it's an insulting slur. So when we hear it bandied around so much these days, 
it's actually being misused because the true term of woke or wokeism was about the true injustices happening in the world, not just as a slanderous term for just things you don't like, right? Now, I think for me, I don't know how you guys feel and how you feel, Tribe, woke and cancel culture have been used hand in hand. So then I went, well, what does cancel culture mean? Well, cancel culture is um, taking a stand when you just simply choose to cancel or boycott or ignore someone. Now, how often do we see today someone doesn't like something that we've been taught in the past or what someone says on Twitter, so then they actually pile in a whole heap of hate and a whole heap of negativity towards that person, and then all of a sudden that becomes a thing. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So the thing, th- those two terms, wokeism and cancel culture, have been hijacked and taken out of context and being used out of context. So the question I asked on our Facebook story this weekend was, are you affected by wokeism in your business? Does it have any effect in your business? Now, the majority of people that answered went, no, don't really know what it means. So it's quite interesting that us in the business world, we've heard of it, but we're probably just not that interested in it. Would that be fair? Yeah, fair for me. (laughs) Yeah. So that's it. So that's, you know, that's pretty much it. So it's just good to be aware of those sort of things. I actually, following on from that, um, something really great that I saw on Facebook this week, guys, it was this post about Socrates. Antidote to all this negativity. In ancient Greece, Socrates had a great reputation of wisdom. One day someone came to find the great philosopher and said to him, do you know what I just heard about your friend? A moment, replied Socrates. Before you tell me, I'd like to test you the three sieves. The three sieves? Yes, continued Socrates. Before telling anything about the others, it's good to take the time to filter what you mean. I call it the test of the three sieves. The first sieve is the truth. Have you checked if what you're going to tell me is true? No, I just heard it. Very good. So you don't know if it's true. We continue with the second sieve, that of kindness. What do you want to tell me about my friend? Is it good? Oh no, on the contrary. So, questioned Socrates, you want to tell me bad things about him and you're not even sure that they're true. Maybe you can still pass the test of the third sieve, that of utility. Is it useful that I know what you're going to tell me about this friend? Not really. So, concluded Socrates, what you were going to tell me is neither true, nor good, nor useful. Why then did you want to tell me this? Gossip is a bad thing. In the beginning, it may seem enjoyable and fun, but in the end, it fills our hearts with bitterness and poisons us too. How good was that? I love that. (laughs) I just thought that was really great. So, you know, so often we get caught up in paraphrasing or summation, or I've, I've even done it a couple of times on the show where I've read a piece in the news and sort of, you know, had my two cents on it. But when you really think about it, if it doesn't serve a purpose of either of those three seeds, then we should really watch ourselves and, and those being truth, kindness and utility. So what a great filter to actually test ourselves against. Yeah, absolutely. And, and certainly plays into uh, culture in the workplaces as well. You know, we all know that there's those conversations that go on from one person to the next. But if you're saying, hey, is it true? Is it kind? Or is it useful? <laughs> you know, am I going, you know, is there any purpose to me actually uh, talking about this? And it doesn't tick those boxes, then why bother? No, nah, that's it. So that's it. Um, something that's been on the top of my mind this week and probably for a lot of other people, the Reserve Bank meets tomorrow. 
Now, how much negativity has there been in the press across the Australian media landscape in the last week, definitely a week, about rates rises? Now, Kerry, we talked about this about two shows ago. We did the price-cost comparison of rate increases, et cetera, et cetera. But if we look at the cost of living, um, of course, this week the government's come out and said they support the 5.1% increase to uh, minimum wage, which we're interesting to see how that flows through because all I can see out of that is costs will just continue to go up on the cost of goods serviced. Um, it made me think about, so the rate rise, but it brought me back to, wouldn't it be smarter to actually have a tax cut rather than a pay rise on the minimum wage? Because when you think about it, if you put the wages up by 5%, then you're putting the cost up in the supply chain by 5% on the minimum wage. Yet if you actually cut the tax for people, it actually meant that they would keep more of their money in their pocket, which doesn't then actually increase the cost. I know it's less revenue collected, but I just wonder whether the other side, whether that'd be better. This this is where I wish we could get Jim Chalmers in the studio and actually ask him and say, explain tax reform in that way versus actually raising the minimum wage. You said something key there in that, which was less revenue collected. I think that's probably... (laughs) I was was just thinking the same thing. You're asking... You're asking them to take a cut on what they get? Uh, I don't know if they're going to do that. Well, that, but then also a bit of tax reform. Like if you look at uh, multinationals not paying tax onshore in Australia because of the way the profit centres are funnelled. But if you actually looked at, um, and I think it was the CUP that actually were pushing, what was it, um, a flat 15% across the landscape. Again, tax reform, massive, you know, it's. I don't want to try and make it sound like a simple thing. It's definitely not. But isn't it interesting that I wonder if there are ways of actually continuing to ensure that people earn good money but not costing things out of reach of people because cost of goods at the moment ridiculous if you look at petrol well i was uh, just about to say that yeah random observation so we're at i don't know where we're at exactly today but here in the philippines it's about two dollars a litre now the problem with that is our hourly rate in Australia is eight times higher than what the hourly rate is here in the Philippines. So that makes for the average Filipino petrol, you know, the way I look at things, mm. eight times more expensive than what it really should be. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I just a random observation. Look, petrol travel, is right? one thing, but lettuces were six dollars fifty last week. I mean, <laughs> just on the petrol. All right, don't forget that prior to the election, they cut the excise by 22.1% uh, 22.1 cents a litre where we how far away are we in for a culture shock all of a sudden then come six months down the track when that comes off it comes back onto the price so where we're at at the moment um, you're probably around two dollars and three maybe averaging I have seen the you know anywhere between a dollar eighty nine to two dollars nine for this is unleaded 91 okay um so you add the 22 cents back to that already and we're up around two dollars thirty mm, yeah it'll, it'll be 250 i mean again uh here in the philippines i'm staying with the head of in country for my office which is Sergio. he's a spanish guy uh and he's saying that the petrol in spain has hit three dollars a liter comparative to where we're at now. Now, of course, Brent crude barrels up to $120 plus the conflict in Russia. So the perfect storm of price increase, right? But for the average Loganite, for the average person, you know, driving along Kingston Road right now listening, we're all scratching our heads going, really? Does it really have such a big impact? What's going on over there? So what's our percentage of uh, fuel in Australia that we get from Russia? Yeah, don't have that off the top of my head. (laughs) 
But speaking of fuel stores, um, of course, our national fuel store that we're supposed to have to give us a buffer of how many weeks, we don't have the national fuel store because we can't store it and we rely on the US to store our fuel stores as well. So there are so many things. I wish we had some of our high-level politicians because we could ask them about 10 hours worth of questions and they'd be really interesting to hear the answers, right? Exactly. Uh, we have no uh, business hot seat uh, tonight because uh, last minute uh, cancellation. But mm. if you would like to be part of the business hot seat, you can get in touch with us here at uh, the Business 101 Show. Get on to our website, business101show.com.au. Click on the Be a Guest of the Show tab, fill out the form, and we look forward to talking with you. Kerry will be in touch. Coming up, we've got Coach's Corner. And uh, this week's Nicky-ism. A podcast is now becoming a leading way to market your message, products or service to your clients and prospective customers. Take your first step into podcasting with Brisbane Podcasting Centre. If you have the knowledge or expertise, let Brisbane Podcast Centre take care of the rest. Become a go-to person in your industry and area of expertise with a podcast published on your favourite platform like Spotify, Apple and iHeartRadio. Get the right advice the first time. BrisbanePodcastingCentre.com.au That's BrisbanePodcastingCentre.com.au Station Sponsor. You're listening to the Business 101 Show with Coach Nicky on your local radio station, Logan 101 FM. I was thinking, uh, now you ask people to fill out the form so they can come on the show in the hot seat. It made me think of something funny that um, 80% of people, when they were asked, would you rather be the person giving the eulogy at a funeral or the person in the coffin? 80% of people said they'd rather be in the coffin. Like People have this innate fear of speaking. I mean, it comes pretty easy for all of us because we talk all the time. But So if it's stopping you, Tribe, from actually reaching out and filling out the form for the show, please don't let that worry you because we have a whole lot of different ways we can actually have a chat with you and get you on air. And it doesn't mean you have to ring in live. We can pre-record a lot of stuff as well if that freaks you out, the idea of being live on radio because we forget. We do it every week. So it's like we rock up and have a chat with mates. But I mean, if it, it terrifies you, but you'd like to get your business on the air for the, you know, Logan 101 FM is the radio station for the Logan area. So please do fill out the form. Don't be afraid if you're nervous because we'll have a chat with you and we can do it on a pre-record. Well, I remember uh, Kerry's first uh, show with us, a little bit nervous. Yeah. I remember your first show, Coach Nicky. I think got- I was terrified <laughs> getting getting behind the microphone now <laughs> look at him every time i think i have a bad week i listen back to that particular interview and i go oh no i've improved so much since then so. oh you're great i actually <laughs> thought you were really great from day one yeah. look yeah we're definitely not scary you should definitely come in and be on the show so yeah, go to the website fill out the form all the costs are going up so what better way to amplify your business then coming on the show and getting a bounce and some mileage, plus you can cross-share the interview later because it's going on the podcast and it'll link back to the Business 101 website like Ali did from last week. We'll get that done for him this week. So there you go. I just wanted to put that out there. Don't be freaked out by it because it's not that scary. Coaches Corner. Well, guys, I've got Coaches Corner this week and as you know, in the last few weeks, I've had a little bit of an epiphany at realising that what I really like to do is work with teams. I like to work with and lead teams. So I thought tonight's theme for our Coaches Corner could be on effective leadership. So I thought I'd give you a few tips. Some of these you may have heard of before and some of them you may not have, but these will be a few tips to help you. So the first one I want to talk about is something that we talk about every single week which is communication 
And it's not just about telling your staff things. It is about giving feedback. It's about having difficult conversations. It's around having conversations around performance management, you know, whether they are actually performing to standard or whether there's areas of improvement. And today, in today's day and age, there are so many different ways that you can communicate. We've got phone, SMS, video, Zoom, in person. There's really no excuse not to communicate with your team. But if you have effective communication with your team, you will find that they want to be part of the business more. They will have more to say. And sometimes you get some really great ideas from your staff members. Nikki, what do you do in regards to communication with your staff? Yeah, I do little things like um, I think our social media has been on fire the last couple of weeks. So I sent a text directly to the two people mainly responsible and said, hey, uh, thought your socials were really great these last couple of weeks. Good job. And the replies, like the emojis back and stuff, I just know that it, it fills up their bucket a little bit, you know, because yeah. let's face it, everybody wants the boss's attention in some shape or form. And I make sure that I give that time and accolade to people when they deserve it. I'm not easy to please. I don't walk around handing out skippy badges normally. Um, but if I think someone's done a great job, then I will definitely... Uh, communicate through SMS because I'm not a great talker. I actually like, you know, little highlights with SMS mm -hmm. and our internal messaging. But um, face to, you can't beat face to face when you're talking, Kira. I just going, that's the reason why I travel to my Philippines office regularly because mm -hmm. you can't really build a team bond through screen and digital. I think the old having a chat, have a coffee, doing the positive affirmation, That's I think that's key. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the one thing that struck me when you were talking was that not everyone is the same, so you just need to be aware in your business that some people are visual learners. Okay, you you can talk to them and you can talk to them and they, and they may not uh, the comprehension may not be there. As soon as you show them, and maybe sometimes you know, and when you're training your staff, um, some people are visual learners. You know, mm -hmm. uh, personal experience in certain areas on that, and once they're shown, oh, makes such a big difference. And Nikki, you had this just in the last week, didn't you? I had that this morning. Um, so when we did our positive affirmation, the, one of our graphic designers who's quite timid, never likes talking at meetings. Because you're right, personalities are all different, right? So um, Leo was a bit sort of, oh, what are you feeling positive about? I'm feeling positive. What? Speak up. Right, everybody. So I did the whole, right, stand up, hands on hips. like, And we actually did the Superman, Superwoman pose stance. for 30 <laughs> seconds, the power stance. Um, felt ridiculous. But it just lifted the whole mood in the room. So mm -hmm. you're right, Mel. I mean, visual learners, everybody is different. You'll have members of your team. They're on your team because they're good at what they do, number one. You don't have dead wood on your team. You get rid of them quickly, right? But it doesn't matter if they're introverted, extroverted, loud or quiet. You can still cater to everybody by including them. And by me standing up and doing the you know, the Superman pose um, and making a bit of a goose of myself, and then we had a laugh about it, it breaks the ice for them. And they, they see the leader, and I think there's effective leadership you're talking about the leader's got to be fearless and the leader's mm -hmm. got to set the tone and I'm not afraid to, to make a joke of myself to, to get a point across or to show them the way to be done so I think that's the key and yeah, with communication in all different forms both in person and little messages but you've got to mean those little messages Don't I don't get into platitudes from a tokenism what's the one thing I hate the most yep. Kerry to yeah. I can't stand yeah. tokenism <laughs> that's why I'll never get I'll never say to you geez good job if I didn't think it was a really good job yeah yeah no, absolutely. Yeah. 
So point number two I've got is training and multi-skilling. So if you're trying to lead a team, uh, you want to... That's invented by a woman. <laughs> no, no, oh, it's, it's not. multitasking. Okay, not sorry. multitasking, <laughs> multi-skilling. So what you want to do is when you hire somebody, you want to try and get them in, in lots of different fields within your business or lots of different areas because they may have applied for one area, but you get them into another and then you realise, hang on a second, this is where their superpower is. Why wouldn't I put them at something where they're actually really good at or can do a really great job and the more your staff are trained up and multi-skilled across different areas and I'm just going to use a cafe as an example but if they can use the register the coffee machine and cook the breakfast and also run it out then they can sort of work across any area and it means when someone calls in sick it makes it nice and easy majority of the time you have them in the area where they uh, have their superpower but it makes for much happier staff as well uh, identifying sorry jump in Kerry but identifying skill sets of your staff that's the leader's Key. job to identify yep. right now with you uh, I'm, I'm smiling when you're talking because you started back at Woolies as a night filler mm. and you know just this week you've gone for a high level job to actually sort out their entire online pick pack process yeah. so <laughs> that doesn't surprise me because I know you but I mean how would the powers that be at Woolies if they didn't realize your skill set they wouldn't have been able to make sure you're in the position to go for the interview so yeah, absolutely. that's effective leadership right you have to really pay attention to your people yeah and I guess the next point is once you've done that training and you've got that multi-skilling up it's about delegation, making sure that you are delegating the jobs to those people because if they're trained up in certain areas and you're still running around like a chook with your head kind of trying to do everything, they won't feel like that they're being utilised. They'll feel like they're being underutilised. They've trained me in doing this and they've never actually got me to do it. So delegation, it's a win-win when it's done properly. It gives you a bit of time back to yourself. It gets somebody who's been trained up doing something and it can really provide them with an opportunity to grow in the business as well, which is what you want to see for your staff. Um, the next one is one of my pet peeves. Well, one of them is. I'm going to talk about meetings and social gatherings. So first of all, when it comes to a meeting, the first question I always ask is, does it need to be a meeting or can it be an email? There's nothing worse than going to a meeting that, that could have been an email. If you're going to be using up someone's time and keeping in mind they've got a certain job to do normally that, that you've given them to do, and if you're going to take time out of that job um, to actually have a meeting, make sure it's a meeting of, of content. You know, Have your agenda set, know what you're going to be talking about, make sure it's not wishy-washy, get in, talk about what you need to get out, let them respond and move on. Um, and the, the other point with that was social gatherings. I think it's really important that you have regular social gatherings with your staff. Now, whether that is a Friday lunch and you all get together and have lunch in the lunchroom at the same time, or whether it is Friday drinks, I, you know, I don't really mind what it is, but having that opportunity to be able to sit down and find out about the person, not just a staff member, is really important. I know, Nikki, you had a few things in place for that as well. Yeah, we did. We um we used to do Wednesday weekly lunches, uh, and it got too much to be honest. It was too frequent, so we've delayed that to fortnightly now. Um, but it would give us a chance to sit down. I'd spend about one hundred twenty dollars on, and it'd all be junk food, like whether it's KFC or pizza or Subway or, uh, well, then you know various staff members offered to cook the barbecue. Or we've got um, Francis who who made some great Chinese food because she's Chinese heritage. Like so, we all pitch in, and you know it depends on who feels like doing what. But I think it's very important to create the space for when people can get together and talk and, and just I won't mention the staff member by name but at one of those lunches um, I didn't realize that one of my younger staff member was helping to raise their um, nieces and nephews at home 
And I never would have known that if we hadn't had the chance to sit down and chew the fat, so to speak, you know, not just going through work. So that's the value and that's how you get true team bonding is in those moments of little innocuous moments of nothingness. Yeah, You've got to create those in your organisation, but you've got to be prepared to do it, to keep it and to stop your business. And we actually stop for that half an hour. And even the couriers know they can't come in that half an hour. We're not going to serve them because our team's having lunch together. Yeah, that's really cool. It is really key to to get to know your staff on a personal level. Now, point number five, and one that I probably think is the most important or one of the most important, is conflict management within the workplace. Oh, that's a tough one. It is a tough one. It's a tough one for a lot of business owners to be able to handle. You're really good at this. Can I tell you, it is just like a cancer. If it does not, if it's not handled in the beginning, not treated in the beginning, it just grows and it gets out of control and ends up through your whole entire business. You know, spoke earlier um, there with what you said about, you know, is it the truth? Is there rumours going around? Is it kind? Is it useful? And if you are not there as the leader to be able to squash things that simply aren't true um, or didn't happen or no, that's not the way it is. And most of the time these things are interpreted the wrong way. And then it's like Chinese whispers, you know, by the time someone tells someone and tells somebody else, the story's been amplified. And it's your job as a leader to make sure that you are getting on top of this conflict and you are really managing it in a way where you're sitting people down and you're having real conversations about it and you're clearing it all up and everyone's getting back to work. So conflict management for me is a really, really big one um, because I've seen businesses go down from not doing it. And my last and final point is coaching and mentorship. Now, this is different to training. Coaching and mentorship is different to training because this is where you are building capability within your own team and business, yes. But you are showing someone by taking them under your wing or you know, showing them the next step in the business that they are the type of person that are worthy to move on and move up. And it, they will look to you as a mentor. And um, what is it they say on Spider-Man? With great power comes great responsibility. So mm. don't take that lightly. And um, some of those young kids that you might be working with um, will really look up to you and put you up on that pedestal. So it's important that you coach and mentor mentor them um, in a positive way that has them uh, going into the future. I think it's every older person's job to choose one or two people in their organisation and to share some of that um, tacit knowledge that they have in their minds. Because let's face it, uh, we don't have as many young ones coming through learning the technical skills that we have even our, in our mid-40s. Mm-hmm. And then you look at, say, people in their 60s who even have you know double the skills that we have in our 40s. Um, that knowledge is getting lost. And the only way to stop that is to actually transfer the knowledge like our island ancestors, um, our original ancestors did, where they would talk together and train and mentor the youth coming through. So... Um, if you're a business owner, you may get so focused on getting the job done and you may go, well, that's not my problem or that's not my job to do that. Well, you know what? You have a great opportunity to make sure that the knowledge doesn't die with you because if you can transpose that knowledge into another human, uh, it means it lives on in some format. And yeah. I think that is actually beneficial. It's so true and there's nothing more um, you know, that makes you more proud when you see a staff member that you have maybe coached and mentored and whether it's recently or whether it's years down the track and they do something and you go oh gosh I'm really glad I had the opportunity to work with that person. It gives you a little high when you kind of look at how far they've come and what they've done. My best one of that is it, it was a sports coaching role where I actually had some kids in 13 C's they ended up paying for the first 15 in in, in five years later and of course it was all the work I did in the 13 C's that got them there. (laughs) 
No, it wasn't. <laughs> of course but it was. was like it's funny how you remember what you put into kids, and then you see them reach, or people, and they reach great heights, and you you can take a little bit of pleasure out of that and go, you know, I put five minutes of myself into that person, and, and away you go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that Good one, is Kerry. My effective, yeah, effective leadership. leadership. Yeah, it's really, it's really big. Great and now topic. I'm back in my passion of of teams and working with teams. You'll probably hear a bit more things like that from me in the future. Coming up, we have the the one thing. So stick around, and we'll be back shortly with the team as part of the Business One Hundred and One Show. Missed a previous show or want to recap a Nickyism or Coach's Corner? Now you can listen when it suits you to the cut-down version of the Business 101 Show live podcast. Find the Business 101 Show on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and all other major listening platforms. Take us with you to the gym for a walk or a bike ride. Click the link on our Facebook post or visit the show page. Also available on anchor.fm. Logan Southside Flower Market is open Monday to Saturday, 7am to 4pm. Southside Flower Market is where you buy the freshest, longest lasting, farm sized bunches of flowers, potted plants and dried arrangements. Create your own special flower bunches or choose from their beautiful pre-made bouquets. Call in or shop online and every flower delivery comes with a bonus $10 in-store voucher. And remember, Saturdays are market day at station sponsor Southside Flower Market, just off the M1, Carlisle Street, Slacks Creek. It's time for this week's Nickyism. Yo, a Nicky what? What's a Nickyism? Nickyism, a strategy and or saying that Nicky says, which when used, will get you ahead faster. Hey, Coach Nicky, what's it going to be? A and a half is tonight's Nickyism. When I get stuck about, sometimes you're looking at either option A or option B, you forget that you could actually go option A and a half. So often we are forced into a polarized A or B approach to things that we make decisions on, whereas we forget that we actually have the right most of the time to go, well, actually, I'm going to take a little bit of the goodness of column A and a little bit of goodness of the column B, and I'm going to put those two together, which gets me to A and a half, and it doesn't then keep me on column A, which is what I might have been choosing, or column B, which is what someone might be driving you towards. So there is always that sort of middle ground that you can achieve in A and a half. So it's a really good Nickyism if you sort of feel yourself getting almost railroaded maybe into somebody else's point of view, or if you're really stuck on something um, where you don't necessarily want to be stuck in an extremist way, you actually are open to um, forwarding your view and taking on other people's views to get a better group outcome. So a and a half is a great way to be. Love it. It's one of my favorite ones. I know I say that about a lot of my Nicky but that was it's really helped me a lot of times when I have a very, you know me, I've got <laughs> views on things, right? But it doesn't mean I'm always right. Oh, that's good. We've only got about a minute and a half uh, before we head into the outro. Uh, uh, any last thoughts uh, as we head yeah, to Yeah, look, I was absolutely blown away. I was at the Opera House last weekend with Millie. We saw Paul Kelly in concert as part of the Vivid Festival. Nice. And it was opened by Thelma Plum. Now, Thelma Plum lives in Brisbane. She's 27. She's an ARIA uh, award winner. Um, and if you don't know her, because I didn't, I watched this girl perform and I was like seriously blown away. Now, obviously, performers are business people because they're selling their songs and their craft. So check her out, Thelma Plum. She's all over Spotify, ARIA award winning, and some really great messaging in her songs that are reverse of what's going on. So all the sort of left-leaning, woe is me stuff, she's flipped it 
And that's why I just have a listen to the lyrics. I was so blown away. It's been a long time since I've been that moved by song. I mean, Paul Kelly was excellent as well. He's a poet through, through song, but she was just amazing. Sounds like you had a bit of an epiphany like I did a couple of weeks ago, how much you'd missed live music. You came back just raving about that, that trip. I did, didn't I? I've been, did. I've been raving to everybody <laughs> about this for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, it really moved me. I mean, you can't be moved by a lot of things unless you experience them, right? Mm. And it did. It actually moved my soul, which, you know, sounds like I'm a fangirl like Thelma Plum, which I am because she's bloody amazing. But, yeah, have a listen to that. You will be very pleased. About 30 seconds. Coach Kerry, any last words? Uh, I just want uh, the listeners out there to really think about if you're leading a team, uh, what you can do from those tips that we gave tonight to possibly implement to uh, bring your team together and move onwards and upwards. And from the Philippines, last words for you, Coach Nicky. Yeah, look, effective leadership, you've got to be conscious about it. You have to build trust. Your job is to make your people feel safe and your job is to get the best out of them. If you have an ineffective team, guess what? That's on you as the leader and you can fix that if you really want to. Of course, uh, this is the Business 101 show, Monday nights, around a few minutes away. We've got about uh, five or six seconds. Uh, don't forget that you can get in touch with us if you want to be part of the hot seat. Get onto our website, find out more details there. Get onto our um, Facebook page as well. Plenty of opportunities to be part of the Business Show. Catch you guys next week. See you then. See you back in the studio next week, gang. Remember, you should seek your own independent legal and financial advice before making any decisions about what's right for you. Anything the coaches say or recommend during the show is general in nature and does not take into consideration your unique and individual circumstances. You are responsible for yourself and your decisions. That was the Business 101 Show with your host, Coach Nikki, Digital Coach Carrie, and Logan's own Mal West. Want more hot Seats, coaches' corners, and Mickeyisms for catch-up podcasts and downloadable resources. Visit Business 101 Show at our website, business101show.com.au, or on Facebook. Remember what Coach Nikki always says: Version one is better than version none. You've been listening to the Business 101 Show podcast, as heard on Logan City's 101 FM on Monday nights. If you have a question on business or maybe you'd like to be interviewed on our show, get in touch. Email us info at business101show.com.au. That's info at business101show.com.au. We're on Instagram and Facebook too. You can find all those details at our website, business101show.com.au.